The following is a Thunderbolt West Media Production. How to keep your power going, world events, and getting rid of the spike protein. You are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show with Jim Calhoun. The storm was coming, the sky was on fire, fear was in their eyes. It's my opinion that we should be prepared to lean on our faith and be able to step out on the sea. Thanks for tuning in to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun. This show features off-grid topics such as creating your own power, gardening, homesteading, and other issues related to off-grid living. I also seek to educate my listeners about survival and prepping, and I'll talk about anything from government corruption to chemtrails. Also, I feel that our constitutional republic is worth saving so I never miss an opportunity to do my part in helping to save our republic. I have two main goals for this show. Number one, to help you build your faith in God. And number two, to help each listener become as self-sufficient as possible. This show originates at the Harmony Barn Studios, located near Hershey, Nebraska, in the United States of America. The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show airs on global shortwave stations WBCQ, Monticello, Maine, at frequency 7.490, and also on WRMI, Radio Miami International, on frequency 5850. And you can tune in to Key Radio, 89.3 FM, in Osage Beach, Missouri. And this show is also available on demand, on Spreaker, Anchor, Podpoint, Podpage, and Red Circle. My email address is jim at offgridliving.faith and be sure to visit my website, which is offgridliving.faith. Thanks for tuning in today. I really do appreciate it. Well, I've got a lot to talk about. Some of it's off-grid and it's how I'm going to start the show. And then some of it has to do with your health and some of it has to do with prepping and also I'm going to talk about some world events. But it seems that there's lots happening right now And this show is only a weekly show, and it seems like from week to week, a lot of the things that I come up with as far as world events becomes obsolete in a day or two. And there's been a lot happened in this last week. I want to talk about that. But I want to start today's program with a strictly off-grid topic. And I'm going to answer a question. And it's a question that I didn't get from a reader. It's a question I came up with because I had a need arise that I had to figure out something to get me going again. And so I'm going to start off the show talking about that. When you're generating your electricity with solar, it's very important that your batteries don't go 100% flat. Now, in 10 years' time, that's never happened to me. I've never had to worry about that problem before. But 
Over the last three days, we've had a lot of snow, a lot of clouds, and my batteries went 100% flat. And if you let your batteries go flat, your battery can actually freeze and do a lot of damage to that battery. And so it's never a good thing to let your batteries run flat. Now, I didn't know my batteries were flat. I knew that I was out of electricity. But, like I say, in 10 years' time, I've never had this happen, and so I didn't even think twice about when the sun came out and I cleared all the snow off my solar panels. I just took it for granted that everything would just start back up. Well, it didn't. It was so flat that it didn't even have enough power to start my controller. And you have your solar panels that gather the sunlight, and then it goes into a controller. You could just say that that controller is just a battery charger. It does a few more things than that, but primarily that's its function, is to turn that sunlight and turn that into power to charge your battery. Well, it has to have enough power to turn on. So here I am with snow about, I'd say, 18 inches deep, and I have drifts that are up to 4 feet high, and I'm 100 yards away from my battery bank because I run power to four different locations, and so it's centrally located. And so I had to go out and try to find out what was wrong. Well, when I got to my equipment, I saw that my controller was completely dead. Now, my first thought was, oh no, I've just ruined my controller somehow. And controllers can get expensive. And my controller I use is a Midnight Classic, which I like really well. But as I was sitting there contemplating what could have went wrong, And I was pushing a few buttons and everything was just dead. Nothing was happening. And I do have a way to charge my battery bank with a car. I simply take the 12-volt alternator out of the car and put in a 24-volt. And then I run the car until the batteries are charged. And I've had to do that several times in cloudy weather. And if you're wondering how I can do that, well, I don't have a modern car. My car has plugs, points, and a condenser, not even electronic ignition. So I don't think you could do this with a modern car. I don't think you could change out your alternator with a 24-volt and start it up and just run it. I just don't think that would happen. I don't think that's a good idea with a new car. But if you've got an old timer, well, that's one of the joys of having an old car. They're very flexible. But the place where I would drive the car to charge the batteries had drifts about 5 feet high. And there was no way I was going to get into that to even find my leads to be able to hook it up. That would have been very hard to do. Plus, it would take more than a day to dig things out to where I could even get the car to that position. And so I thought to myself, am I going to have to wait until the snow melts before I can get up there to get my batteries some charge? And the more I thought about it, the more I thought, well, I'm in real trouble here because my batteries are going to freeze before that happens. And so there's going to have to be something give. I'm going to have to get something done. And these batteries are 70 to 80 pounds a piece. And they're really hard to carry. And I would have to carry each battery about 100 yards to get to a vehicle that could get out the driveway. And so there was no way I was going to carry heavy batteries through two feet of snow. No way I was going to do that to myself. And I doubt if I could have done it anyway, even if I was a young man in great shape. That would be very hard to do. And so I asked myself, how am I going to get out of this one? Then it hit me. 
why not take two car batteries, and they weigh about, oh, 20, 30 pounds apiece, and take those and hook them up and turn the two 12-volt batteries into one 24-volt battery. And then simply use jumper cables and jump over to your battery bank, and that should give just enough power that it'll turn on the controller. And it was quite a struggle carrying those batteries through the snow drifts and getting them into the space that they needed to get to. It took quite a while, and it took my breath away, I'll tell you that. Well, I hooked the two batteries together and thus made one 24-volt battery. And then I hooked on my jumper cables. And it threw quite a spark, and I thought, wow, I have to have this hooked up wrong. So I looked at how I had it hooked up, and no, it was right. And I tried it again. Again, I had what I thought was way too much of a spark. And I thought, well, it almost acts like I have the terminals mixed up, but I didn't. So I thought, well, maybe since I'm working with 24 volt, I'll get more of a spark than I was expecting. Well, I hooked it up, and lo and behold, my controller sprung to life and immediately started putting 40 amps into my battery bank. And after 10 minutes, it was still putting around 30 amps into my battery bank. My batteries were so low that it was incredible. But my little experiment worked just fine. And so I want to pass that tip along to you. If you have a battery bank that goes totally flat, and you're isolated to where there's no way that you can get your batteries charged other than your solar panels. Now, if you're running 48 volt, you're going to need four car batteries. But if your system is 12 volt, well, then you just need one car battery. But if you're like mine with a 24 volt system, you're going to need to have two batteries that have a charge in it. And then just simply hook them up and use jumper cables and put your jumper cables onto your battery bank. And so I literally jump-started my battery bank, and it worked great. So I was able to get back to work and have all the power that I needed. But it was very frustrating seeing that the sun was out and I had no power, and all of my equipment was just flatlined. But like I say, I learned something, and where there's a will, there's a way. And so I want you to keep this little gem kind of tucked back in the back of your mind, because if that ever happens to you, it's a very simple and easy fix. I'm going to stay with the off-grid and the power for right now, and I want to just be blunt. If you don't have the ability to create your own power, then I think that you're in a lot of trouble. I know I've said that for over a year, and for over a year I've expected, frankly, all hell to break loose. I've expected that. But that hasn't happened yet. But I do research every day for my show. And every day, something comes up and just smacks me right in the face and says, wake up. And the thing that smacked me in the face today was that Russia is now putting some of their most sophisticated anti-aircraft missile systems on top of their government buildings in Moscow. That takes these great big industrial cranes that take several days to get them to their location and set them up. If you've ever seen those great big cranes that help build the skyscrapers, well, that's the kind of crane I'm talking about. So it's a very sophisticated method of how they're putting these anti-aircraft batteries on top of their buildings. And I'm sure that it costs lots of money and lots of manpower. 
It's not an easy job. But just the mere fact that Russia is now installing these on their government buildings in their capital city lets me know that World War III is right around the corner. I don't think there's any way to deny there are a lot of people that are pushing for a world war. And it might be this Davos group, it might be the New World Order people, it might just be the United States government or NATO. You might say, well, it's Russia. They're the ones that started it. No, they didn't. It was started in 2014. And it was started by the West funding the overthrow of the legitimate leader of Ukraine. And then, as admitted by Angela Merkel and also the ex-president of France, that the agreements that they signed with Russia between Russia and Ukraine to stop the violence in some of those breakaway regions that wanted to leave Ukraine. And it's on record that all of these talks with Russia were to buy time for Ukraine to build their army so they could fight Russia. So this war started in 2014. You can point fingers at Russia all day and say, well, they invaded. Well, you have to understand, read your history, know what's going on. And you might not change your mind, but at least you'll be informed. And you won't be one of those people that just say that Russia invaded for no reason. There was a reason. Whether you agree with that reason or not, there was a reason. What does that have to do with power? Well, ultimately, everything. Because if Russia is getting ready to be hit in their capital, you can rest assured that people in the West were not immune you might say, well, there's a big ocean in between us and Russia. Well, not if you live in Alaska. That's for darn sure. And people kind of forget that Russia stretches all the way east. And they can reach our west coast really easy. But with this modern technology, they could reach every inch of the United States just as easy. And they have the capability of doing it. And they have missiles that fly faster than our air defenses can deal with. And so, in effect, we're kind of helpless. Broadcasting from the United States of America, you are listening to The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I invite all of my listeners to go to my social media site, which is on VeteranBrigades.com. It's the only social media site that I trust, and you do not have to be a veteran to join. So go to VeteranBrigades.com, sign up, and look me up over there, and on that platform, I'm the Living Off-Grid Show, and I plan on doing lots of interactive things over there with you, my audience. So please go visit me at VeteranBrigades.com. And so, again, what does this have to do with power? Everything. Because I'm going to say right now that if we get into a skirmish with Russia or China, and it looks like possibly both, but I can almost guarantee that sometime in the very near future, Things are going to get out of hand with Russia. 
And when that happens, the first thing they're going to do is take away our power grid. Think back to the last week. We had all those planes that had to be grounded because of a quote-unquote computer glitch. And then the next day or the day after that, a similar thing happened in Canada. Now, don't you think that that was probably a foreign government telling the United States and Canada, we can reach you, we can shut you down. That's what I think that they were doing. I think that's exactly what they were doing. There's no way that this little computer glitch would shut down the whole airline industry and every commercial airliner in the country. So there was a little bit of foul play happening there, in my opinion. And so getting back to generating your own power, if they can shut off the airplanes, which they did, what makes you think they can't shut off our power grid? Whether they use an EMP attack or not, that's immaterial. I think that they can sit in their bunkers, wherever they are, in the world, and they could push a few buttons and they can shut down massive power plants and entire grids in the United States. And if you don't think that would not happen, then you're very badly mistaken. Because our entire society, including our military, is very high-tech and runs on electricity. World War I and World War II ran on oil. And while another war like that would still run on oil, I think it has to be said that, that modern warfare depends a lot more on electricity than oil. Because even the vehicles that use oil have computers and other electrical components that actually run the vehicle and also the munition system, whatever the vehicle has. Now, the old-fashioned artillery, they had computers, but they were mechanical computers, and you would compute the distance of how far a shell would go by adjusting the angle of which the gun would shoot, and they had it worked out as to which angle would shoot what distance, and so it was computed. So while you might not understand what a mechanical computer was, our entire Navy, all of our battleships and all of our aircraft carriers in World War II did have computers, but they were mechanical computers. And our Army has had mechanical computers for years. Well, mechanical computers have been superseded with electronic computers. And so all they have to do, when I say they, an enemy of the United States, all they would have to do is shut off the electricity. And then most of what we have to fight with is inoperable. And also, they would want to shut down whatever ability we'd have to manufacture. Now, I don't know what ability we have to manufacture anything anymore, but electricity is vital. The computer systems are vital. So if they hack everyone's computer and shut all the computers down, as well as shut the power grid down, the United States is going to come to a grinding halt. And while people like to laugh at Eastern Europe for being a little bit backwards, I'm going to tell you right now, if that happened to Eastern Europe, Eastern Europe knows how to deal with that. Now, they'd have their issues and their problems, but not like we would. And so we are very vulnerable. And so I think that you really need to think about getting a reserve power source. Now, over these three days, I've had to use my reserve power source more than I have in the last year. And my reserve power source is simply car batteries 
and an inverter I got at a truck stop. And I bought this inverter about 10 years ago and I paid $100 for it. And batteries are getting expensive, so you're probably looking at $110 to $150 or more for a battery. But what I do is just change out the batteries when one starts getting low. I'll start my car, and my car can run with the battery unhooked, and I will start the car with a fresh battery, and then while the car's running, I simply install a battery that needs to be charged. And so I can run for days and days like that. I use quite a bit of gas, and I'm sure it's not really great on the car to let it idle that much, but I can keep power. I have the ability to power all of my computers. I have the ability to do everything I need to do except weld. I'm able to keep my food cool. I'm able to keep the house warm. I'm able to do what I need to do with this simple 12-volt battery in a simple inverter I got at a truck stop. And yes, I'm definitely lowballing it. Definitely. I need to upgrade. But I don't use that system very much. And so every time I think about upgrading and spending a couple thousand, I look at the bank account and think that that money could go somewhere else. And also, this has been working for me for 10 years. And so I'm not going to knock it, except it is square wave. And I do not like square wave electricity. And so I'm very careful of what I plug in and run off this square wave. Now, generally speaking, anything that has its own converter which some people call them wall work. They're the cords with the black box on them, and in that box it changes the electricity over to the correct voltage and the correct milliamp and everything that the device needs. I generally am not too scared of losing anything that's powered like that. I might lose the power supply, but I've never had any issues running units that are run with this kind of power source. So what I'm saying is you don't have to get extra fancy. You don't have to go out and spend $1,000 for a generator. Or don't have to go out and spend a couple thousand dollars on total solar gear. You don't have to do that. You just have to have the ability to charge your battery. And there's one thing I've done in my area. I've sourced about four places where the water is rushing through, that the water is fast enough and the volume is enough that I'll be able to charge anything with a hydro. The places that I have found are all public property, and so there's no way that I could put my equipment out and leave it. But if things get really bad for me and I have to charge a battery, I'm only two miles away from a water source that's on an old gravel county road that maybe has 10 cars a day that goes down this road. And nobody stops at this little culvert, and so I know I could probably get by with putting something there for a day or two and keep things charged. And so, yes, I'm really looking ahead to things getting really super bad because I think they're going to be. Just think of all the time and effort and expense of Russia putting these anti-aircraft and anti-missile defense systems up on their buildings. They're not doing it for nothing. And then you look at all these war councils that are taking place and they're trying to give Ukraine more tanks and more weapons, more ammunition more spy satellites, more everything to prolong a war that should have been done in a month or so and already in the rearview mirror. But instead, the West is insisting that they fight Russia. Well, you have to look at things for what they are. And there's something really big in this picture that's missing. And that's what is 
the interest of the United States? What, what is our vital interest in Ukraine? And you might say, well, they're after Russia because Russia's bullies. But look who started most of the wars in the 20th century, especially the last 30 years. Who has troops all over the planet? Who has military bases all over? Who has diplomats that give other countries ultimatums all the time? It's certainly not Russia. And if you think it's right that we're giving Ukraine all this money because big bad bully Russia, they've proven beyond a shadow of a doubt that Saddam Hussein had nothing to do with 9-11, nor had weapons of mass destruction. And so using that logic that we have to go help a country that's been invaded, well, what if Russia would have used that same logic and came in on the side of Iraq? We would have been totally against that. And so you have to put things in context. It's none of our business what's happening there, unless there's things happening behind the scenes that we don't know about, like more biolabs and child trafficking and money laundering and other things that, that's most likely happening. And I think that the politicians worldwide are getting rich. And I think Ukraine is their cash cow. And I think that's one of the reasons why the entire world seems to be going crazy. Instead of letting things just run their course and get over with, they want to escalate. Escalate, escalate, escalate. And I think that puts you and me in danger. Not only danger of having a bomb drop on us, but we're in danger of having our entire banking system collapse. We're in danger of having so many things happen that it is absolutely unreal. But there are things that you can do. And so you really do need to get a second power source, whether a simple battery, an inverter, maybe you can mount it inside your vehicle. And then if you have power issues, you can simply plug into your vehicle and let your car run. That might be a good option for you. Also, going out and buying a standalone generator might be one of the best things that you can do right now. And they sell solar-powered portable generators that seem to work really well. But I think for the same money, you can buy two panels and a pretty good controller and basically build your own power supply. It won't be very portable. But I think you could save a lot of money by building it yourself. But I do think these solar power units are worth looking into. And I do realize that there are some big box stores that do sell some kits that they primarily say that you can use to charge the battery on your car or to take camping or something like that. Just know that those kits do work, but the technology that they're using as far as the technology of the solar panels is of a generation that is no longer really compatible with the way the modern solar panels are made. That's why they're able to sell them so cheap, is because they're actually selling old technology. And while it does work, it doesn't work as well. It will charge your batteries, but it won't charge them fast. And in time of an emergency, I think that it's vital that we can have energy on the spot exactly when we need it. And that's the bad part about solar and wind, is that sometimes you run out of power. But if you could have a vehicle that you could have instant power and buy a couple solar panels and a controller with four or more batteries in the battery bank, then you're going to have the best of both worlds. Power instantly when you need it, 
but then also you're going to have some power stored. And also, if you run out of gas or can't get fuel for your vehicle to have your instant power, well, the sun will shine. You might have some snow or clouds that might hamper that a bit, but you will not be dead in the water. And so that's one thing that I would look at is doing both. Another thing that I really want to stress, and I'm not going to go into it this much on this program because of time constraints, but it's time for you to no longer be a consumer when it comes to food. You have to become a producer in every which way that you can, whether it be through chickens or other livestock, whether through gardening, whether you have to do gardening on your terrace in five-gallon buckets, or whether you have to rent some ground to put in some gardens. It is time that everyone worldwide understands that we have to be producers and not consumers. Because our food supply is being tainted, and our food supply is very much targeted by these evil people that came out with the vaccine. They're not going to give up, folks. They are not going to simply say, well, I guess that didn't work, so I guess we're done. That's not going to happen. I can guarantee you that 100%. So everyone has to get it in their mind that if you're going to have a clean, reliable food source, and I mean clean, with no GMO and no chemicals and none of this, whatever they're doing to the food, to try to get these spike proteins in your body, you have to control that. Anything that can help you and your family right now to prepare is a good idea. And I'm going to tell you right now, I truly believe from the bottom of my heart that we as a country are going to be knocked off grid very soon. And there's other reasons for that, the economy being another huge reason for that, and also the age of our power grid. And you haven't been hearing about it. But there have been attacks on our power grid, albeit very small attacks. There have been attacks on our power grid all across the United States. And also they're attacking our food supply by hitting food warehouses and packing houses and anything that has to do with food. There's been a lot of mysterious fires, a lot of things happening. And so we're living in a very unstable world. And so if you can do things to stabilize you and stabilize your family, especially with electricity, I think you need to do so. And on the other side of the break, I'll be back and pick up where I left off. If you're tuned to Frequency 7.490, you're listening to WBCQ. If you're on 5850, you're listening to WRMI, Radio Miami International. And if you're listening on 89.3 FM, you're in tune with Key Radio, Osage Beach, Missouri. I really need to know who's listening and where you're listening from, whether it's by shortwave or podcast or on AM or FM radio. Even if you just pop me an email and say hi, I would appreciate it. And as always, I invite listeners, give me some suggestions of topics that they'd like to hear me cover. I would really appreciate that. Once again, my email address is jim at offgridliving.faith. Please visit the website, and the website is offgridliving.faith. And also, you can find links to even more information. Every one of my shows is uploaded on the website. 
If you enjoy the Living Off-Grid Powered Information Show, I would ask that you consider donating to this show to help cover expenses because we don't get paid here. This is all done by donations. And we do not take anything online as far as PayPal or any of that because of all the censorship. Not that they have shut us off. It's just I'm not going to give them the opportunity. So we're going to do it the old-fashioned way by mail, check, money order, or if you want to put cash in a secure envelope, we would appreciate any donation, any size. Just send all your correspondence to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143. That's Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143, and your support is greatly appreciated. This next song was recorded in 1902 by the Edison Military Band. America, played by the Edison Military Band. Replace fear with faith. Replace pessimism with hope. Replace despair with determination. And don't be afraid to rely on God and step out on the sea. Welcome back to the second half of the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. And I'm Jim Calhoun, and I do appreciate you tuning in today. I've kind of started on my world events, but that's kind of where I want to head quite a bit of the rest of the program. And also, I'm going to be sprinkling in some survival as well. But I think it's the world events that we're living through that prompt me to be so adamant about your surviving. Now, why do I want you to survive so much? Very simple. First of all, you're a human being, and I want to help my fellow man, period. But I do want to make something perfectly clear, is that the kind of person that will listen to a show like mine 
are the type of people that it's going to take to rebuild the world after everything comes crashing down. I'm sure I don't have very many woke, radical liberals that listen to my show. And I, for one, don't want any woke, radical liberals rebuilding our world after it goes into shambles. Because it's people like them that have absolutely no critical thinking ability that is a lot of the problem right now. And I think we have an awful lot of people that are living in a make-believe world. And I think an awful lot of them are in Washington, D.C. and other capitals. And they look at this situation with Russia and they say, Ah, oh, Russia is not going to do anything. Well, let me tell you my opinion. Russia is definitely playing poker, and they have a great poker face. And they know exactly what cards have been dealt. They know what cards they hold. And I think they pretty well know what cards that the West holds. And so they're playing it close to the vest. They're keeping a poker face. And some people might be saying, well, they're not doing anything. They must be out of ammunition. They must be out of missiles. If you want to think that, you can go ahead, but think that at your own peril. Because what they're doing is that they're holding their fire until they see the whites of their eyes. Remember that historic saying? I believe that was the Revolutionary War, where that saying came to be, was to hold your fire, boys, till you see the whites of their eyes. In other words, only fire when you can win and when you can't miss. And right now, Russia is watching all of our supplies in the West be depleted, given willy-nilly to Ukraine, where some of it's being sold on the black market, and whatever gets out into the field gets destroyed very fast, and most of it never sees the battlefield because it's destroyed before they can deploy it. So we're shipping out our ammunition and all of our rockets and our ability to successfully defend our country. And now you're starting to have people in the military say, whoa, wait a minute, we don't have anything left for us. We better hold off a little bit on shooting all this over to Ukraine. And you see, Russia sees this. And so Russia is getting rid of American munitions and also NATO, arms and ammunition, without having to really fight NATO. Of course, it's pretty well certain that it's a proxy war that Russia and NATO are indeed fighting. But what's happening is that NATO and the United States are sending all of their weapons and ammunition over to a basically a third world country that's run by a tin-horned dictator that apparently likes money and cocaine more than about anything else. And you have a corrupt government that has no problems with selling some of the things they get on the black market and putting the money in bank accounts and when they think that the handwriting's on the wall that Ukraine is going to fall, they're going to have a nest that they built that's full of money. And so they're going to have a very soft landing. And in my opinion, that's what's happening. But on the other hand, Russia is seeing all of these arms and ammunition disposed of, whether being destroyed or sold on the black market. And those are arms and ammunition that they don't have to face if they ever get into war with NATO. And so Russia really doesn't have a problem with this waiting game. In this war of attrition, Russia is winning, and they're winning very easily, and they're winning in a huge way. And so the longer they drag this out, actually the better for them. They get stronger every day, and NATO gets weaker every day. 
And I've been going to lots of news sites from all over the world. And I can tell you this without a shadow of a doubt. The United States is seen by the world as a bully. And there are lots of countries, I'd say the majority of the countries on this planet, want to see the United States take a thumping. And so if there is a war, don't be surprised if all of a sudden we are facing not just Russia, not just Russia, not just Belarus, but also China and countries in Latin America, countries in South America, countries in Africa, countries in Asia. But it's not going to be the world against Russia. I'm going to guarantee you that. And so the best thing that could happen is our leaders to actually wake up and understand what they're doing is wrong and do what they can to start some peace talks and get things to be resolved diplomatically. That's what needs to happen. But no one's even talking about diplomacy. Even that old fossil, Henry Kissinger, is for war against Russia, it seems. And so we have lots to think about as far as our prepping and what we're doing to help our families and help ourselves. And as I said in the first half, it has to be people such as you that survive this, or else we can kiss everything goodbye. If we truly love our children and our grandchildren and their offspring and the offspring after that, if we truly want to look after families for generations, if we want to look at families as family tree, if we want to protect our family tree, then we have to do it now. And it's up to us to do it. The politicians can't do it. And there's so many people that have assistance by the United States government that live in this country that it would be really hard to get people to actually do what they need to do to prevent a world war from happening. And that would mean protesting and being very vocal about it and letting them know, under no circumstances, are we to get into a war with Russia. But instead, you have the masses are silent. Number one, the news media is not telling them what could happen to them if we did get into a war. They're under this notion that, just like World War II, we can outproduce them. And outproduce them with what? We've outsourced everything to Mexico and China. And speaking of Mexico, if we get into a fighting war with China, the non-existent southern border of the United States, I think is going to become a war front. The United States government might be fighting against drug lords, but there's going to be fighting there. Don't think that anything happens in a vacuum, because it doesn't. All the people that hate the United States are watching it disintegrate. They're watching our society disintegrate. And we have a large group of young people that don't know anything. They don't even know if they're male or female. They know nothing. And so you have all of these players on the world stage that are sitting back like Russia is doing and just watching the United States implode. It's kind of like when Rome went down all those centuries ago. They were fighting the tribes from Germany and the people they called barbarians. And for quite a while, they held off all those attacks. But Rome kept getting weaker on the inside. Their society crumbled. And so all of these so-called barbarians, all they had to do was to sit back and wait until the time was right, and then they could go defeat Rome. And that's exactly what they did. And so you have people all over the planet that are watching with interest 
all of these degenerate things that we're pushing as normal. Do you think that the Islamic world would go along for one second with anything woke? No, they wouldn't. The Islamic world might have a lot of problems, and they do. I'm totally against Sharia law and a lot of the things that happen in all of these countries around the world that are Islamic. But I do have to hand it to them. The Islamic men know that they're men. The Islamic women know that they're women. And they know what it's going to take for them to keep their culture intact. And Russia is quite similar in that regard. I've been reading quite a few comments from people from Russia as far as what they think about what's going on in Ukraine. And I would have to say the vast majority of the Russian people that at least comment online are totally against the West because of our transgender and because of the pedophilia and all the things that they see. They truly see the United States is a place that emanates evil. They point at Hollywood and the evil that comes from there. They point at our government. They point at this Jeffrey Epstein. They point at everything. And I can't say that I blame them. Because these people love their families and they love their culture. And they've seen the culture of the United States totally flip out and just go crazy. And they don't want that craziness in their country. And so there's laws being passed all over the world against transgenderism and promoting it. Whereas the woke people would say, oh, they're just transphobic, they're homophobic, they're something phobic. No, they're defending their culture. And it seems like that these woke people are all about keeping cultures and not trying to assimilate another person's culture and to really respect people's culture. Unless that culture happens to be a man and a woman constitutes marriage and that homosexuality is abnormal and not right and not right for society, then all of a sudden that's a culture that can't exist in their mind. But you have to understand, they're the vast minority. Because I'm reading a lot of comments from American citizens that are also on these sites worldwide. And you would not believe the percentage of Americans that say, please come in and do something and get rid of all of this that's happening in our country. We no longer have the right to vote. We no longer have representation. It's going to take the fall of the United States government before anything's changed. And you have people that are openly calling for other countries to do things in this country that I think are despicable, that I hope never happens. But you do have people that are calling for it because they're so frustrated because they see what's happening. And that's coming from inside the country. And you might say, well, they're traitors. I don't look at them as traitors. I look at them as people that want to keep the society that they had. They want to keep America as America was. And they're looking at America as it is right now, and they're not recognizing it. And to say they're an unloyal American, I think is overstating it. Now, some of the statements they make, I think, are over the top, and I don't think they're right. But I'm just passing on that there's a lot of people that have feelings that it's going to be another country that's going to come in and clean up our mess. And I've never, ever experienced that as an American citizen, of hearing so many opinions of Americans that are so negative towards this country. And I have to admit, at times I'm one of them, because I'm for we the people. 
the citizens of the United States, I'm for 100%. But the corruption in government, I'm 100% against that. And it's this corruption that's turning a lot of people against the United States. And until our so-called leaders see this, we're in very, very bad trouble. I'm going to change gears here and talk a little bit about the spike proteins. Well, after I got through with the last show, I found out that Lisa Marie Presley had died. And she was also an advocate of the death jab. And I don't have any information, but I can say that since she quote-unquote died suddenly at age 54, that she probably had a little bit of help crossing over to the other side, I do believe. I don't know if she was a drug user. I don't know anything about her. But I do know that if you look at all the celebrities and all of the sports people and all of the people on the news and whatever profession, and you do a web search of how many have died this year, it's amazing. We are losing people left and right. And in Japan, they say that the death rate is 400 times what it normally is. 400 times. That's criminal. And you have these people who are criminals, as far as I'm concerned, the Dr. Fauci's and the head of Pfizer and Moderna and all these big corporate heads. They don't care how many people die as long as they fill their pocket. And so we have some very big problems with that. But I do think that this died suddenly is a phenomenon that's catching on as far as people are starting to accept it. Say, what happened to old Frank? Oh, he died suddenly. Oh, okay. Then they go back and watch their football game or drink their beer. When they should be saying, what is this died suddenly? Never heard of it before. Why all of a sudden are people dying suddenly? Why are we having school children, sometimes as young as age five, yes, age five, dying of a heart attack? When has that ever happened? Nothing to see here. That's normal. No, it's not. It's very abnormal. And Stu Peters, who I really respect, does have a production he made called Died Suddenly. I have not had a chance to see it yet, but everybody who's seen it has been deeply moved by it. And so I'm going to recommend you go ahead and watch Died Suddenly, even though I haven't seen it. I've heard enough good reviews, I think I can positively recommend it. And I do know that Stu Peters is one of those guys that's sticking his neck out And he is truly working for humanity, as far as I'm concerned. And so we need to support people like Stu Peters. We need to support people like Alex Jones. Whether you like him or not, we do have people that are actually effective in fighting all of these crazy people that are ruling the world. And Alex Jones is another one who's been very effective. I think Stu Peters is effective. I think Hal Turner is effective. I think there's a lot of people who are effective that are fighting these people. And I'm doing my best in whichever way I can to try to fight as much as I know how to fight. But I have such a small platform that I feel like I'm shooting spitwads, but at least I'm doing something. And I wish everyone would do something to fight against this insanity that's gripped the world. Because if we don't, we are in danger of losing the world as we know it. As a matter of fact, we've already lost the world that we know it, but I think we can get it back. But I think our window of opportunity is very short. Very little window, so I think we need to get with the program. But I did hear a bit of good news about the spike protein. And I'm going to be doing this, and I'm going to be reporting about this. And you can use 
a product called bromelain, and you combine that with a product called NAC. And I don't know the scientific name, but if you do a web search for NAC, you'll find it. And if you use those two products in combination, that those two products will actually eat the spike protein. After eight days, it'll clean your body out of spike proteins. And I have recently found out that the spike proteins are created in your body by the billions. And so that's why all of these people are dying of blood clots, because their body has billions of these little razor blade type cells, the spike proteins, these spikes that that damage your entire circulation system from your heart on down to the smallest blood vessels and the capillaries. And so I have to find out the dosage. I ordered it last night. I've ordered my NAC and my bromelain, and both of them seem to be natural products. And I know the bromelain primarily comes from pineapple. And I've got to study the NAC a little bit more. But since I had COVID fairly recently, I found out that I probably still have some spike proteins in my body and they're probably doing some damage. And so I'm going to cleanse my body with this and I'm going to be reporting on my progress. And so hopefully I will have that by next week and I'll start my reporting on that. Another thing that I'm doing is I'm taking EDTA. And EDTA is a substance that helps cleanse your body of heavy metals and toxins. And since we have all of these things falling on us from the chemtrails, and some of the things that are falling on us are heavy metals, I'm also going to be doing a body cleanse with the EDTA. And another thing that EDTA does is it's a chelator. And in a roundabout way, it helps clear out your blood vessels and your veins. It could be very loosely compared to having your blood vessels cleaned out It can be very loosely said that EDTA helps to cleanse out your arteries. So if you have cholesterol or fat or something that's blocking some of your arteries, the EDTA will help. Now, I have a little bit of experience with EDTA because I was taking it for about three years. And about four years after I quit taking it, and I have to say the reason I quit taking it is I just ran out of money. I just couldn't buy all the supplements that I wanted to buy. And also, the company I was buying this product from went out of business. And so, while other companies make products with EDTA, I just simply took that off of my list. Well, I had a heart issue several years later. And I have to say, the hospital I went to was not a very good one. And they misread my x-rays. And they told me that my heart was 75% dead. So, they wanted to go ahead and stick a camera up in my heart and they thought that I could be a possible candidate for open-heart surgery or even heart replacement. Well, I knew that wasn't the case because I work really hard, and I kind of do my own stress test every day. And I never had any issues before, so they told me there was an outside chance that the the x-ray was misread. Well, when they told me that, I thought, well, there's more than an outside chance. I would be willing to bet you misread my x-ray. Well, I went through the procedure, And they went up and put the tube up into my heart. And they were only in my heart for 15 minutes. And they checked everything out. When they got done, they said, You have zero blockages, which is very rare for someone your age. And so immediately I thought of the EDTA 
that I'd been taking several years prior. And one of the things they state that EDTA does is clean out your arteries and your veins. And I've since found out that it gets rid of heavy metals and toxins, the type that are in the chemtrails. And so I'm going back on EDTA, and, I'll, and I will keep you filled in on that as well. Because I really think that we all need to be fighting for our health. Now, I'm not a doctor, and I'm not telling anyone to take this. I'm just telling you I'm going to take it, and I'm going to report on what's happening with me and know that the results that I'm getting may not happen with you. But I do want to at least inform you of what's out there. And every day when the sun comes out, I'm going to have the nice, beautiful blue sky. All of a sudden, we have these creatures in the airplanes. And they're not even human to me anymore, what they're doing. What they're doing is absolutely criminal. A crime against nature and a crime against humanity. Is they're spraying us with all these toxins. And they fly their grids and their tic-tac-toe patterns and everything else up there all day. And then you have this nice, beautiful, sunshiny day with a beautiful blue sky. All of a sudden, your sky is white. And I don't know about you, but I'm getting sick of white skies. But that's how much toxins are in the air. And so anything that I can do to pass on to you that can help you survive this onslaught that we're getting hit with chemtrails and and we're getting hit with bioweapons like COVID and the COVID vaccine. And now they're planning on doing this gene therapy type of vaccination with all of our cattle and other livestock. It's just criminal what they're doing. And we have a window to stand up against these people. And we need to stand up. And we need to stand up now. Well, I hope you got something from my program today. I really appreciate you listening in. And I would ask that you would consider donating to this program. Because that's the only way I'm able to keep it on the air. Is through your generous donations. And I take checks and money orders. And you would write the check out to Thunderbolt West Media. And you would mail to Thunderbolt West Media. P.O. Box... 163 P.O. Box 163 Hershey, Nebraska Hershey, Nebraska And the zip code is 69143 Again, thanks for listening and until next time Stay safe Stay vigilant Stay strong But most of all Replace fear with faith This is Jim Calhoun with the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. The song Step Out on the Sea is performed by Brit Small and Festival. Thank you for listening to Thunderbolt West Media.